Greetings, church. It's so glad to be with you this evening. My name is Pastor Scott. I'm so, what a joyous evening here on Christmas Eve together. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series about God's withness. This is the theme that you see decorating your bulletin when you came in, and these, uh, the slide and these decorations. The idea that God came in the form of a baby to live in our very homes, to live in our very lives. That we wouldn't just think different, that we would actually be different. And so I'm excited tonight to present a message to you called Seeing Stars, based out of the 14th chapter of Luke 2. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. On who his favor rests. Turn to somebody on your left and right and just remind them. Look at them in the eyes and say, you are favored. Look them and just say, you are favored. You're favored. And then tell them, but not the favorite. Just remind them so they don't get too big ahead. Not the favorite. Be your favored. This message tonight is entitled Seeing Stars because Jesus brings glory to heaven and to earth. He came, he came to bring us peace because we are the favored ones. We are the favored ones. And there is something about the night skies that just remind us about how big God is and how small we are. I grew up fishing in northern British Columbia where on most days it was raining and often it was cloudy. But every so often, like a few times this summer, I would walk out of my cabin in the middle of the night because we would always go fishing at dawn and I would look up and every star in the universe would be lit up and I would say, wow, God, you're so big and I'm so small. And kids, growing up in Seattle, I'm sorry that there aren't stars more often, but you just got to trust me, because there are every single night. And there is this thing, when you look to the universe, to be reminded just how big God is. The cosmos is almost unimaginable, and yet totally, totally real. Consider this, planet Earth. Let's start here in our home base. Planet Earth, 4,902 miles around at the equator, and so... If you were to walk around planet Earth and average about three miles an hour, it would take you 1,038 days. It would take you three years to walk Earth. That's pretty big. But in God's universe, it's not that big at all. The sun is 864,000 miles across. This is about 109 times the diameter of the Earth. So large, in fact, that 1.3 million planet Earths could fit inside the sun. That's remarkable, isn't it? Well, in God's universe, it's bigger still. Consider this. The, 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 the cosmos, the biggest star in the cosmos, V.Y. Canis Majoris, is 2,000 times wider than our sun. It's so big, this star behind me is, it's so big that 9.3 billion of our suns can fit inside that star. That star, Canis Majoris, is 250,000 times brighter than our sun. But don't worry, astronomers assure us it's going to burn out in about 100,000 years. It's it's crazy, right? Like, the universe is so much bigger than we even can handle. Like, consider this. Just this year, uh, astronomers discovered a new black hole. It was formed in such a way with quagmires and such that, that scientists before that thought a black hole would never be formed like this. This is a picture of the new black hole discovered just this year. We're continuing to learn how big the universe is. It's surprising. 
and to think that God created it all. It's beautiful to me that when Jesus was born, God marked the event with a star. Matthew called it the star of David, and astronomers came from around the east because the star was so unique. Matthew 2 tells us that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, these wise guys from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. Just amazing. Amazing. When the massiveness of God came to earth from heaven, man, the heavens paid attention. And this star story is remarkable to me because it's, when you think about the, the massiveness of the cosmos and the minutia of baby Jesus, our family got to go to Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena. Any of you been to JPL in Pasadena, one of the NASA properties? Not many of you. You should go. It's remarkable. There at the Jet Propulsion Labs in Upper Pasadena, they're building the Mars rovers to go to outer worlds. So when we want to send something to another planet, how do we build it? Oh man, it's built with the best human technology, the strongest technology and strongest materials. And, and, and we got to stand in this upper room and watch these women and men build this thing with these suits and gloves on. And it, it was a picture of strength to send something to another planet. But when God sent Jesus to earth, he sent Jesus in just the, the, just the fragility of our own flesh. It was like God wanted to say, how big I am, I want to remind you that I will do surprising things in this tiny little baby. This comes from Luke 2, verse 11. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is the Messiah. He is the Lord. And this will be your sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. God sent his son in flesh into the world so that we would become family. And just like real families, the family of God is very, very messy, very, very surprising. You might be surprised to know this. Some families even yelled at each other coming to church today. I know not your family, but their family, right? Like it's just messy and surprising. And yet God has ordained it all to tell his story. Glory of God in heaven and on peace on earth to the favored ones. You, church, are the favored ones. The favored ones, not the favorites, because that's not good news for the guy next to you. Bob sitting next to you, it's like, sorry about it. No, no, the favored ones. My kids, uh, especially when they're younger, they had this tendency of saying, hey, Papa, who's your favorite? To which I would say, you are, but don't tell the others. What they didn't know is I said this to each of the four of them. So that, like, they're all the favored ones. And the reminder of the text, the reminder of this good news message is that We are all favored because we have received the good news of baby Jesus. The reality for us as a room full of strangers and family is to be reminded we are in fact favored. God sent his son, he reordered the cosmos, he planted a star in the sky, all to bring us, the text says, peace. Peace. Now, I don't know what your mind goes to. I think in, in generations past, we might have read past that word peace, and it might have been an easier word to digest. But for my friends and I right now, peace is absolutely 
almost as hard to believe as a new black hole. Because for many, many, many of us, peace is absolutely missing, both inside the church and out. But the fact of the matter is, the text says, the scriptures say, this baby came to bring peace. And we look into the world right now, and we actually see an absence of peace. There was a recent article in the Washington Post, an op-ed piece by this Christian man, Michael Gerson, December 5th, 2019. He said that the reality of peace is hard to digest, but he says, God, we are assured, is that mysterious work in the world. Evil and conflict are real, but not ultimate. I love that. Grace and deliverance are unrealized, but certain. What a promise. Patient waiting is rewarded because the trajectory of history is tilted upward by a powerful hand. No matter how desperate the moment, we are told, time is on the side of hope. Do you believe that? People who hold such an expectation should not be consumed by worry or driven by insecurity because hope is not a cruel joke, because nothing is impossible with God, because the seed of Christ is planted, because Advent is a declaration of war upon fear. And so tonight, church, in the chaos of a family service, in the busyness of the season, hope doesn't mean that darkness doesn't exist. Hope means darkness in the end does not win. And so we will not apologize for our hope who is in Christ Jesus. Christ came to us, the favored ones, with the audacity to bring peace through his presence. And maybe you're in the room tonight and you brought in kind of a boatload of struggles and, and kind of the lack of peace. And maybe you're sitting there and saying, well, yeah, I didn't see any star of David's marking my hometown. We often go to the massiveness. We want Jesus to, to reorder our cosmos a little bit with a new job in 2020 or a new relationship or, or, or a new housing situation or a new political or emotional or spiritual reality. Like we're naming the, the universe for Jesus to inhabit. But here's the amazing thing that we celebrate on Christmas Eve, that Jesus came to inhabit the smallest spaces first. The, the, the food you eat, the breath you take, your actual relationships with the humans that you're called to love most. These are the places Jesus says, I want you to experience my peace. They're the hardest for us to get to. But the reality this evening is we're claiming that that promise is true. I, I'm thinking back to Jeremiah 29 when, when God reminds through the prophet Jeremiah this, this truth. He says, I will be found by you. I will be found by you. I do not delight in hiding myself from you, says God. I brought my son to earth to remind you to live with you. And so the promise is just a reminder that God wants to be found by us. He wants to make his home with us. He wants to bring us his peace. He longs to transform our actual everyday experience. He longs to be found. And I recognize that these days may feel more like black hole than bright sun, but God has a message for you this evening, church. He's saying, trust me, I'm working to reorder your world. And I know it's taking much longer and it's much darker than you may have expected. But I came to bring peace. I came to bring hope. I came to bring joy. Will you trust my promise? 
We've been talking tonight from the promises from Luke 2, but there's a different promise that Angel Gabriel spoke to Mary in Luke 1. This is powerful, where the angel says, no word of God will ever fail. No word of God will ever fail, said the angel. And so nothing that God has promised will come back empty. What's the promise this evening? Peace and power and his presence for those hungry, those hanging in darkness, those that have had a rough year. Some of us in the room have had a rough year. The reminder from God tonight is that nothing that God promises will come back empty. And so just a few questions to send you home with. What dark sky do you need God's light to illuminate in your life? What what present tense situation is utterly missing the power of God's peace? And might you ask for more of his peace tonight? Where in the year ahead might you make more room for the dawning of Christ to bring more light? We know that faith in dark times is an audacious ask. We in this church have the audacity to proclaim that Christ came to bring us peace and power and provision through the one place that we can only get it, through himself. But for many of us, man, we get into... Seasons and times where because of our own worries and because of our lack of peace, maybe it feels like a clouded night instead of the stars. I want to just close with this story from my life because as I thought about what to share with you, it's a personal illustration. I don't know if it's helpful for you or not, but I think it will be. It was a couple years ago and I was in a season, maybe one of my least peaceful seasons Our family and I had traveled to Eastern Oregon. We were at a Young Life camp. My wife was the camp speaker to high school kids about Jesus, and I was the spouse. I was taking care of the kids and just kind of managing the details. No peace. Very little provision or power. I just felt busy and worried. It had been a season worried about money and trying to sell a business and just feeling like I was really missing the power of God in my life. And so there we were at this camp in Eastern Oregon. It was near the end of the weekend camp. And, you know, like, when you're the, when you're the parent that's got to get these kids to bed, because tomorrow's going to be a nightmare. I mean, some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm, like, on a schedule. And we were kind of leaving the main meeting area, walking back across the facilities at Creekside. We were in staff housing. There's, again, a huge field. And it was mostly empty. Most of the campers were in cabin time with their leaders. But me and my kids and my wife were walking back. And in these fields, these sprinklers were getting set off. So if you can imagine, our cabin's way off, stars everywhere above us, sprinklers over this lawn. This dad thinking, we're going to get to bed or tomorrow's going to be really hard. No peace. Lots of worries. Lots of just kind of stuck in a place outside of God's peacelessness. And, and my oldest daughter, who was a tween at the time, she's like, hey, Papa, can we, can we run through the sprinklers? We've been talking all weekend about God's peace and power and whatever, but no, I'm on, a, I'm on a plan. I'm on a schedule. I'm a little bit in my head. I'm a little bit worried. And so I said, no, we can't run through the sprinklers. Oh. Kids look at me like, oh, there's dad being dad, you know. And then I just, it was like God just wanted to remind me. It was something about the stars. It was something about knowing that I was really missing the peace that Jesus had promised and, and missing the people right in my midst. See, see, faith, if we think about it, it can live up here sometimes. 
Certainly for all of us, all of us. But God didn't come to inhabit our heads. He came to inhabit our hearts and our hands and our feet. And not just the way we think about the people across the world, but the people that we're actually living with. And so thanks be to Jesus, he just kind of woke me up in that moment. He's like, you're missing it. You're missing the life to which you wanted to live. Sprinklers going, still getting late, bedtime awaits. I said, no, you can't run through the sprinklers. But we can. We can all do that. And the kids are looking at me like, really, Dad? You're like normally grumpy and it's evening or whatever. And so, like, you guys ready? One. And I'm like, is this really going to happen right now? And, and mom's like, yeah, I guess we're going to two. Like, are you guys ready? Three. And we took off across this field. Sprinklers, stars, a mostly empty camp, but this family experiencing peace through joy and presence and encounter. What's the point? What's this point of what we say we believe? The point is that Jesus came to earth to change our lives, to change us from the inside out, to make us better than we could ever be without him as we're giving ourselves in worship of him, to to turn our relationships into better versions of themselves because the Messiah lives inside of us. So may you experience his peace. May you experience his joy. May you be dripping wet in whatever experiences of spontaneity that God wants to bring you. For those of you that fear that you're missing something to this life, might you open yourself up in the year ahead to more of Christ inside of you. He came to bring you peace to you, the favored ones. You're favored. Will we receive it? You're favored. Will we live into it? Let's pray together now. Lord God, thank you for this Christmas Eve 2019. Thank you for the way that your spirit can calm a room. Thank you for the way your spirit can calm a life. God, we confess places where we've gone it alone and we've, we've clung on to other crutches and idols and ways to cope with the darkness of the world. This evening, Lord, many of us in the room are clinging to your light. Would you be our light in darkened nights? Would you be our peace? Would you be the power that we long for? But God, would you make us more like you? And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening so well. You guys were wonderful. Will you stand with us as we close in song this Christmas Eve evening?